Now, I know that a few weeks ago we talked about how, like, the seasons are changing. But, like, it's full-blown fall. Currently, I got a hoodie on. I You can't see this, Justin, and obviously the listener can't see it because um, it's an audio medium. But I'm, I'm kind of curled up in a little blanket. Oh, wow. <laughs> you literally pulled up a blanket. <laughs> oh, yeah, a I got, <laughs> I'm sitting in a little blanket. It's very cold in this house right now, uh, which is how I prefer it because I just I run hot all the time. Um, so this is, But this is, like, perfect, like sleeping temperature for me where it's like probably 60 degrees in here it's it's chilly and i'm a big fan i'm currently wearing shorts and a very thin t-shirt so you just love being chilly (laughs) (laughs) i'm like i'm just thinking like now it is tis the season and and next week i'll I'll give you a little spoiler for next week uh listeners uh we're, we're doing halloween a halloween episode uh, but like I'm in the mood, I'm in the I'm in the season. I, I would love some hot apple cider, perhaps, or a slice of pumpkin pie. Oh, so you see that now we're gonna get, now we're gonna get controversial here because that's Uh-oh. more of a, a Thanksgiving fall thing rather than a almost Halloween fall thing. Like that's a November. Once November comes around, I'm testing sure. out a different pumpkin pie every week. That's that's very fair. I'm. Can I also say, like, for a second, I was worried that you were gonna be like, uh, pumpkin pie is trash. <laughs> I was be like, oh no. Um, I, I would agree with you, but like seeing the you know the leaves change, getting that good mm, crunch. Yep. Uh, yep. Y- you know, it's chilly out. Uh, I, I, it, it's got me in the mood. And yes, you're right. Like, it is to come later. But like, oh man, like I'm, <laughs> I'm ready for it. I actually, when we talked about this a few weeks too. Uh, a go-to uh, like i've not had a, a candy pumpkin and or candy corn um and i think i should probably seek that out but i'll probably have that like on halloween because i think Just it's dangerous for me to have yeah if yeah. you have it too soon yeah, yeah 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 like like i have to like binge it and then just be done because if i have a giant bag of it i have like i'm gonna eat it all you, you dressed up for halloween this year i am i am are you unfortunately no <laughs> <laughs> well here's the thing here's the thing uh like before the collapse of society i was never really a big party person in general (laughs) (laughs) and then sort of when they made it illegal not illegal obviously but when it was like maybe frowned upon together in large groups i was like easy like no problem got it um but it also means that i like the only party that i'm a fan of is a halloween party because i just think it's fun yeah yeah um but so there have there's no Halloween party to go to this year, nor was there last year. Um, but Elena and I are going to dress up anyway. We're doing, um, I've, been, I've been growing my hair out for quite a while, not necessarily for this costume, but it just so happens it to helps. work that uh, I kind of look like Aaron Yeager from Attack on Titan season four when I've got my hair back and she just colored her hair back to her natural hair color. Uh, so she looks like uh, Hanji from the show as well. So oh. she's got whole thing that she's doing i've got a whole thing i'm doing we'll take some pictures be on twitter so you're both gonna dress up as the titans then is what you're saying you're just gonna yep, yep, yep. we're gonna peel all <laughs> our skin off cutlets and... over you and <laughs> to walk around can you imagine i'm just like imagining this is like I, i'm not on tiktok but i imagine this is what it's like on tiktok like someone doing a diy titan costume and they just have like a bunch of like ham and like cold cuts <laughs> that they're like shaping on their face uh, but hey, you're not here to hear about our DIY Attack on Titan cosplays <laughs> <laughs> using uh, turkey, roast beef, and ham. Uh, the the dark uh, dark roast variety. That's a type of ham, right? Uh, I mean, there's honey ham. There's honey maple, ham, maple there's glaze. There's dark spiral dark cut. 
Very dark, dark hand. I, I mean, I'm not a. We're, we're clearly not meat experts <laughs> over here. See, I thought here's the thing. I jumped and I thought you were gonna be able to catch me, but no. you, I like looked over and no. you were also jumping. No, I was, yeah. Red uh, <laughs> box. What's in the fucking box? What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Hitbox, episode number 63. My name is Peter Hunspitek, and joining me as always is my wonderful co-host, Justin Makovich. Justin, we kind of got into it, but how are you? Pretty good. I, I do have a question. Like, you, yeah. you make you you speaking of meat made me think about my favorite like little sandwiches. I love sure. a good ham sandwich with some yellow mustard and a piece of cheese on it. How are yeah. you feeling about that? Uh, it's, it's interesting you ask. As a kid, I did not like sandwiches really at all. Uh, and it drove my parents crazy because we, we were like road trip vacation people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so when we went on vacation over the summer, it was like we're driving to Yellowstone National Park or whatever. And like sandwiches are like the way to go in terms of road trip food, uh, like meals. And like, I just did not like them. And now I like look back I'm like, what was I doing? <laughs> like I was wasting primo sandwich opportunities I'll have anything on a sandwich. Like, yeah. seriously, like, cold cut, yeah, yellow mustard, a little bit of cheese, some lettuce, some tomato, like, anything I'm down for. Yeah. Cucumbers. Yeah, I mean, just keep it nice and simple. You looked at me when I said cucumbers in a way that was offensive. But well, I mean, I, like, like, just cucumbers and bread? I mean, that would be... So here's... Can I tell you about a sandwich crime I did? Oh, hey, we'll talk about <laughs> video games. <laughs> like, I promise. Like, we got stuff to talk about. So, um... When I was in high school and like probably like going into college, but like I ha I couldn't tell you like the last time I had Subway, um, but like they'll let you do anything at Subway, you know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and I am partial to the <laughs> the, the meatball sub from Subway because it's good. That's yeah, good shit. I mean, yeah, it's a solid sandwich. So you get the meatballs on there. You get your mozzarella cheese, right? You you get some bacon on there. It's gonna be another like two dollars, but it's worth trust it. me, it's worth it. You put that in the toaster. They bring it out. Oh, now it's time to 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 be a little crazy. You get some lettuce. Okay. You go a little bit of peppers. Right. You go cucumbers. Okay. <laughs> that's a good sandwich right there. I mean, the lettuce is the only thing on there that's really offensive. Then the cucumber. It's usually the around the time like the cucumber gets on there that people are like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> to be you know judged I mean? by a subway employee. I know, and like, I'm sitting here like, listen, man. If you were to eat, like, like I'm not here to judge anyone for their sandwich preferences. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I think a cool cuke on 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 a, on a sub is, is it's a delightful addition. If 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 the listeners aren't hungry by now, hopefully. Oh my gosh, I'm starving. Yeah, we shouldn't have talked. We shouldn't have <laughs> I, I think we can tell. <laughs> we're gonna take a little break. We're gonna go to Subway. Actually, hey, weirdly enough, hold on a second. Got a Subway gift card right here. Oh wow, wow, <laughs> yeah, fifteen dollars. That's. that's Five subs sans bacon. Do, do, do you mind um, me asking where you got said Subway gift card from? Um, do you know how sometimes you have things for your whole life <laughs> <laughs> and you don't know where they came from? Yeah, this has been uh, on that dresser right there for probably three years. Yeah, I found it. Like, like I said, I couldn't tell you the last time I had Subway. When my mom was moving, uh, she had a coupon, like an old coupon that she found from this Mexican restaurant near where we live. 
And yeah. it it must have been from the nineties, like the early nineties. Sure. It was like old. It was like barely together. So I go to this Mexican restaurant. It was for one single free taco. So I go to the restaurant and I was like, I would like this taco, please. And they're like, <laughs> Where did you get this? And I was like, It's a coupon. <laughs> they're like, Oh my, I've never seen this before. Let me get a manager. So the manager looks at it. They're like, I guess we can give you a taco. So I got a free taco and I just walked out of there with my little. <laughs> 20 year old coupon and a free was there taco. No, was there no coupon, like an expiration date on it? Oh, no, trust me, there was none. I would have I would have not walked in with like a 20 year old coupon, though it would have been fun to see. Like, are these still good here? You still accept well, I mean, these? Like, you show up and you're like, yeah, like, hey, like, I know this is like crazy overdue because it expired in 1974, but like, it's kind of impressive that I still have it, right? <laughs> Justin, let's talk. Let's talk about some video games. We're, we're going to be covering a little bit of ground here. We're, we're looking at things. Uh, the the Back for Blood uh, Metacritic Roundup. Taking a look at Mercury Steam and the complaints about the credits of Metroid Dread. Additionally, we're going to talk about the Animal Crossing Direct because there was quite a bit of stuff in there. And then we're going to top it all off by talking about the price of the Nintendo Switch Online Plus expansion pack uh but before we get to all that justin i and we're gonna talk about more than that obviously but uh, I, w- I would love to hear about the games you're playing this week so i played a little little indie game not many people have heard of um yep. called death loop ah death loop tell me about it it's a very small indie game <laughs> yeah it's just a little tiny little game um so i mean obviously for those of you who have not uh heard of death loop at this point it's been pretty uh, i think pretty constantly up there with a lot of people and being a potential game of the year candidate um and uh i i don't disagree with that is it my current game of the year i'm gonna say no that that remains to be seen sure but i am enjoying thoroughly my time with this game and this is my best time loop game of 2021 which apparently is a thing i have to clarify nowadays because there are a lot of these time loop games going on here I'm trying to think. There's I can I can name four. We got Returnal, Death Loop, Forgotten City, Twelve Minutes. Um, I mean that's a lot. That's, I mean that's that's yeah. enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the fact that they're all like right. Yeah. Um. How how far are you in it? Probably played it for nine to ten hours at this oh, point. Okay. So, so you that, like, I'm a I'm a big chunk through it through it. So, um, I guess my. Uh, initial reaction of it is I really love how the game started out to a point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was really cool how you are thrown into this story. Um, you basically start at the end of a loop, more yeah. or less, and then you wake up on this beach that you keep waking up to for the subsequent loops at that point. And then you're trying to find out what happened. And I really like how it, you were guided in that initial loop and a half. Mm-hmm. Um you had very specific tasks to do, um, and you had very clear and interesting progression. And the progression that you get in the first couple loops is really good at like setting you up for what the gameplay mechanics are. Um, and uh, I think it, it's good that it takes you can take your time with it. Yeah. Um, I did feel like there was... A, so basically, in my first loop, in my first loop of the game, um, there's like this big party that kind of ends that loop. Yeah. I kind of went through and killed everyone in the party. Mm, okay. And like I literally killed everyone in that final map before I had to like clear off. And at the end of that first loop, it like you're not supposed to have done that. Yeah. <laughs> so because you're not supposed to do that, it was a little like 
logic breaking. Broke the sequence a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And it then like any of the progression stuff that you eventually get, which is really good, by the way, I think. Um, I agree. Like the like the stuff you pick up from loop to loop, it wasn't introduced at that point. So like I had finished oh. my first loop and I got to like keep nothing. So it really was like a roguelike game <laughs> at that moment. I don't think that's necessarily not how it's supposed to go because if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly, that is supposed to happen. Like I got the blink power and mm-hmm. I was like using that all over the place and then it's like you lose it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like you that that's like basically what you're supposed to do with it, but like I'm talking I went through like the map, I cleared out the like armory stuff, like I had like a good lo- loadout. I, see, I, see. I got a bunch uh in the snow world, there's a couple of like secret weapons that I like went out of my way to get and everything. Like mm-hmm. I I probably put four hours into that first loop oh, before no. the game opens up, just trying to really get everything and comb the map for literally everything I wanted to, yeah. because I was like, Oh yeah, you can keep progression between it. And then I lost it. I was like, I, I fucked up. I should not have done that <laughs> at this sure. point. Um, because eventually you get this power that allows you to, uh, absorb energy that you can use to upgrade things or not upgrade. Uh, what do they call that? Um, um you I'm can- forgetting. In, in infuse you can infuse yes. weapons that you can then go from loop to loop um and uh i i the, it, the, it was on me it was on me folks sure. like i sure. i was the one who ruined that experience it ruins the wrong word it was just it was more upsetting than it should have been <laughs> yeah um but i i think uh the thing I really liked about that first time was how they gave you so many tasks to do like very like the 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 diagram on the map really took you where you needed to go and it felt mm-hmm. like a more guided experience and then once you get through that the tutorial portion of the game that it's like go wherever you want and that's where i find it a little bit just over almost too overwhelming with what they want yes. me to do as yeah. i'm trying to like figure everything out i wish it was still just a little bit more guided and almost linear at points mm. with still having like the non-linear like you can still choose to go to in any order you want and everything yeah. um but i really do like the sandbox uh, nature of the game um i think they do a lot of cool stuff like yeah there's only four maps but each map has like specific massive areas that might only be open at certain parts of the day so like there's a lot of like replayability within each of the maps um and i think each like for for example there's one of the maps has like a party that you not a party like a, a bunker that you have to go in and in order to get into that bunker you have to like give up your your um uh slab abilities so that means you yeah. can't respawn multiple times if you have like blink powers and stuff you can't do that um so like that section of the map is really cool then in the very same map there's another section that if you go at a different time that if you don't complete it or you make too much noise the whole map explodes <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and like those are like two very interesting gameplay mechanics in the same map. That's basically the same thing, but depending on when you go, it's very different with how you experience it. So like, mm-hmm. I just I'm really enjoying the the kind of like sandbox nature of stuff. I do feel like at a certain point, once you have explored a map like twice to three times, then you keep going back, and there's not as much stuff to just explore, and there's less mm-hmm. incentive to like go through and like get every little bit. Um, I, I I I'm actually surprised after playing this that you weren't as big of a fan of the prey game. Um the the yeah. that, that one because I do get a lot of the same feeling from Prey. Um and I think I like that because it was a little bit more guided 
throughout the whole thing, which is kind of what I was mm-hmm. what I was asking for. But it didn't allow you to experiment in the fact that this game lets you experiment in, and it just makes it really fun to kind of just go around in not prey in uh, Death Loop to just try new situations and. You don't really feel punished necessarily for dying at any point in the game. Um, So I I think it's definitely fun. Uh, I like it a lot. I think people should check it out. It's it's not really like a game I've ever played before. What uh, what do you think of the characters, particularly Colt and Juliana? Do you like them? Um... No. (laughs) Okay, interesting. Interesting. the, The story is is by far the weakest part of this whole thing for me. Because I feel like there's so much of the story that is told through um, audio logs, yeah. through text, through like kind of like interstitial conversations that you have to like pair things together from. Um, I, I I do I, at the very the very like basic story. I think about why you're losing your memory. Why is this island repeating? What is your role in it? And what was your history with Juliana? I think that is interesting yeah but like the actual execution of everything it just feels like i have to pay more attention to what's happening in the map than mm-hmm. I-, I want if that makes sense like i, yeah, I wish totally. it was a little bit more just told to me rather than yeah. me exploring it and finding it and i feel like a lot of the stuff that you get a note and then they get a little like uh, uh investigation or like you summary. get a little like summary yeah. of what happened in the corner it goes away really quick and then you have to go through all these menus to find that exact thing and i think the actual menu of the stories and the objectives is really hard for me to navigate that's like one yeah. of the worst menus to like find like certain information mm-hmm. but they do do a good job of guiding you to a point like uh, at the beginning of each loop, you'll see the four maps and they'll tell you which of the visionaries are in each map and yep. like maybe like a general kind of objective of something that could happen here at this time. So and it still kind of guides you. So it's not that open or reliant on you going through the specific um, map. But I do think I'm just kind of lost in the story. And a lot of the time, my enjoyment of it is just methodically going through a map and clearing it out rather mm-hmm. than like exploring it to find more of the story. Um, yeah. So I guess my question to you is like, when you beat the game, how much do you have to like discover about the order that everything needs to go in, or does eventually like a critical path pretty clearly show up that you have to follow? Um, spoilers for those playing <laughs> Death Loop, uh, and I will answer this directly because you asked me. Otherwise, I would just say like, "Oh, you'll find out." <laughs> um, it, it 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 there is a very critical path okay. about how to complete it. Okay. Because uh, I'll be honest, I appreciate that. I know that some people were disappointed by that because um, they were like thinking like, oh, it'd be, it's going to be cool that I'm going to have to intuit how to do all this. I was getting stressed out when I was playing because I was like, oh, I'm not remembering all this. Okay. <laughs> like, like I should have been writing this down. No. Uh, there is like a final mission on how to do it all. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, it's it's definitely fun. And I still think like even if people are upset by the fact that they can't just beat it the way they want. I mean, the, the fact that you have basically four slots to kill eight people in a day um, means that you have to really start thinking of ways to like get them all together um, mm-hmm. in unique ways. And I've, I've gone through a lot. I think the most I killed so far in a day was five. Sure. In a day. 
Um, and there's still like those last three that I'm like, oh, how do you do that? <laughs> but yeah. I, I'm sure I'll get there as I keep playing. But because to me, like the the cool part about the story was figuring out how that was all going to go down. Where it's like, okay, if they're not here for that, and they're not here for that, then how? You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and the game doesn't ask you to figure that out on your own. But it, I still found it in- interesting to discover the mysteries of that story and like come to the conclusion of how it was all going to go down at the same time as the game. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I've been playing for as long as I've been playing, but I still don't, um, I still haven't like hit a place where I don't have something to do or I'm not yeah. like stuck yet. There's still, I still like, all right, at the very least I can go to afternoon in this area and do this one thing that I still haven't done. Like there's still plenty mm-hmm. of stuff for me to like go through. So I'm not like lost, even though I say it's like pretty overwhelming at times, just knowing where to go. Yeah. But, it's no, a fun I, puzzle game, I totally and I, I, I really appreciate it because I feel like even though it is a shooter, there's still ways to like play it that aren't like a shooter. It's like it's essentially a puzzle game, and like yeah. uh, you know, finding like the right choke point between like a air like encounter areas, and like just like kind of going there with a long range gun and just slowly but surely picking off everyone in the thing as they like are funneled through a corner. I think finding those areas is fun. <laughs> I like that. Uh, there's that mission where it's just like go find this, this giant sniper rifle did you have that no i didn't do that one yet okay well the, well you get a just giant sniper rifle because yeah. the other rifles in the game are not very good uh i mean there's like a like single shot very slow Oh, that's my rifle. favorite one i love that serious? one i got yeah i got the fast the the quick reload on it um and like the the stopping power sort of like goes through multiple people at once so i like sure, from sure. a distance will like line them up and like double headshot the people it's pretty awesome dang okay well well I'm I'm glad that you're getting something out, out of that gun because I was like, <laughs> but uh, you get one with a big scope on it and it's like it's pretty sweet. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Deathloop is a very good game and I'm gonna be interested to hear what you think of it at the end. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm I'm but, sure. I'm, uh, and I, I I always do this. Like it's not that I don't think it's a good game. Please don't get, get don't no, get me course. wrong, fair listener. Um, I like I'm still in the in the point of it where I'm trying to parse how much I like it and like parse yep. like my critique of it in my head, which is I think impressive because a lot of games like you usually have that opinion formed pretty early on. And this mm-hmm. one it's just still there's a lot of like good stuff that is keeping me playing. And as you said, it's like I can't stop thinking about it, which yeah. I think that's good. Yeah. So game uh, of the years for me, uh Deathloop and Pokemon Unite based on how much I think about these games. <laughs> can I tell you a game that I can't stop thinking about? Sure. Okay, so at the end of Pride and Prejudice, uh, excuse me, towards the middle of it, maybe maybe around the end of the second act, Mr. Darcy comes and he proposes to Elizabeth in the rain. Uh, it's the, the iconic scene where he, she's like, what? And he's like, I love you. And then she's, he's like, I want you to marry me. And she's like, you, no, you just insulted me and my whole family. And he says something like, um, he's, he basically says, like, I love you against my better judgment. And like, against my better judgment... I think I love Metroid Dread. <laughs> I, I, I finished Metroid Dread this week. And like, holy shit. I went in and I talked about this last week being like, yeah, I like it, but like, it's fine. To being like, okay, damn. So, ah, man, what a good game. What a good game. Um, and... I think, if I may be so bold, one of the reasons why I like it so much is its final boss. And I'm not going to say anything about its final boss, but I just think it is a very well-designed fight that was challenging without being 
really really hard i mean it took me like an hour to beat but at the end Damn. of every single at the end of every single death i was like all right like put me back in like let's let's do this because i was messing up it was because i wasn't getting the patterns down not necessarily because i was getting killed by some sort of cheap thing you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. um and and he he's got like a bunch of phases and it's it's pretty insane uh additionally i this is my first metroid game that i've ever completed and like i've never played any of the 2d ones before um there were some story twists where I was like, I'm sure this is a big deal. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I was like, oh, I don't really understand this, but I'm sure people who really do are, are losing their minds over this. Wow, what a good what a good ending to that game. Um, and, and I think that is why I'm feeling so good about it. Because generally, I don't love the moment-to-moment gameplay of like searching areas and, and fighting these small little enemies, but the boss fights in the game like are this bright and shining star um and because the final boss fight was so good it left me like i finished it and i was sitting there like do i just start this again and i have not uh but i was like yeah all right i get it i see i see um and, and i think that it's interesting because it's the exact opposite of the feeling i had with uh death's doors final boss yeah where that took me a really long time but i was getting killed for like not because i wasn't memorizing the patterns or anything like that, but because I didn't think that the patterns worked particularly well or mm-hmm. like the hit, the hitbox name drop. Betty the Yeti. Like, yeah, right. Uh, it, it was just, it was a lot, but Metroid dread, like had a similarly very challenging boss, but like at the end of the day, I thought it was extremely satisfying to actually beat and stuff. Good game right there. So I, it's whenever I hear people talk about it, right? Yep. Like people who love the game specifically, they will talk like I hear it's and I I mean, I do the same thing. I hear this list of negatives that when I hear people talk about it, like it's too hard. The boss is like, you know, you have to like learn the pattern in order to beat them. Um, like sometimes you get lost and like don't know where you have to go next. There's too many buttons that you have to press and like memorize mm-hmm. all these different movesets and all of that stuff. They keep saying all this stuff. I'm like, I'm going to hate that game. I'm going to hate this game. I'm going to really sure. hate this game. And then they're like, but this game is awesome. So like <laughs> now, now, like, I don't think you necessarily said all of those negative things, but then you said this game is awesome. So like, like, is it just the, the ending of this that makes it come together? Like what makes this a, an awesome game to you? Um, so, like I said, I, I think the standout moments in this are every single boss fight, and those come up pretty frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I mean, like, probably every 30 to 45 minutes, you're doing a new boss or or having to encounter enemies in a new way, which I think is kind of cool. Um, it's been, and, and it really ramps up in the second half. You start fighting these soldiers. Um, it, there's this trope in games that I really like where, like, a, a really tough first boss becomes just like a fodder enemy later down the line. And you're like, whoa, I'm pretty good at this game now because that guy <laughs> was kicking my ass five yeah. hours ago. Um, there was a boss that I got to the point with where I was like, I think this might be it. <laughs> like, I think this might be the impasse in which I cannot fight. I, I can't do this anymore. Um, and then I beat him through hook or crook. You know what I mean? Like one <laughs> yeah. HP left. And, later in the game it's like all right how about you do two of those guys it's like, what, <laughs> what? <laughs> but you do it because you just got way better you know what yeah. i mean um yeah so so that is the draw for me and, and when i say i'm not in love with the like the just general mechanics like i don't hate them yeah i just think yeah. that like they are much better suited for the like boss rush I, w- I would love if there was like a boss rush mode um to just 
take care of them all instead of having to do all the platforming and, and managing the the puzzles and stuff. I find that a fascinating response too, like yeah. a boss rush mode. Um, I I do know like a lot of people seem to be like speed running this game, like oh, that yeah, seems well, to be a pretty like popular thing to do with it. When you finish it, it gives you a timer, and Ooh. I think that's a Metroid um like staple where yeah. when you're done, it's like here's how long it took you. Um, and and when you complete it in quicker times you get you unlock like new concept art and and stuff like that um but i've seen a lot of people saying it's too hard which i mean difficulty is different for everyone but i don't think i'm very good at video like i don't think i'm good at really hard video games like i don't i don't like dark souls you yeah. know what i mean i, I think i've decided that um <laughs> so it takes me this like four or five them. like playthroughs of stuff but, but i i don't like them yeah uh but like I, I don't think that this game is really hard i think it's challenging mm-hmm. and i think there's a big difference because with, the, with dark souls i feel like or just any I, i'm just using this as shorthand with with a game like dark souls in my opinion it is purposefully obtuse and it expects you to just figure it out right Metroid is not purposefully obtuse. It says, here's what you have. Here are your tools. Now figure it out based on that. And so because I know all of my abilities, it makes it more that when I die to a boss, it's not because of some random thing that I didn't know about. It's because I didn't perform the way that it needed me to be. And it's funny too, because like when I when I play like a Dark Souls game or Souls game or a yeah whatever i find i have the most fun when i'm following a guide yeah to a t almost because the i think what the game lacks is a clear direction and some people like that exploration stuff but i feel like part of the challenge of dark souls is just completing the objective right so even if i read through like go here get this sword fight this enemy that's fine you can tell me that but like the challenge comes then in beating that enemy even though you know like what to do correctly mm-hmm. and i think I, the ambiguity sometimes in dark souls makes it hard but it doesn't sound like metroid is necessarily ambiguous in that way right correct except i had to look up a guide one time on on where to go okay. and i'm not trying to say i'm not trying to sit here and be like my brain is so giant and all those people <laughs> who are having a hard time with it are very stupid i don't <laughs> think that's true it's just that i assumed i never played like i said i've never played a 2d metro before but i know that they are obtuse in where to go mm-hmm. so anytime i got stuck it was like all right well time to shoot at everything <laughs> like, like i know that that's like <laughs> yeah yeah maybe not uh, some people might not love that but like or or have thought of that but like i don't know i was just like all right well i guess it's time to just blow up as much stuff as i possibly can yeah um and and people have been like complaining saying oh this is really bad design and like I'm not a game designer, so I can't say whether or not it's bad design. But I, like I said, I was only stuck once, and that was because shooting a thing with the missile to show that there was a thing hidden there didn't work. <laughs> so, like, it broke its own rule there. And um, if, if I'm correct, are you referring to a certain Twitter rant by a certain David Jaffe? I, yes, and also no. Like, yeah, yes, specifically, <laughs> but then also, like, pe- I've seen a lot of people yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. this. Yeah, so, so, uh, David Jaffe, who is the creator of, uh, Twisted, Twisted Metal. Metal, and, uh, I don't know if he was the creator of, but he definitely directed one of the original God of War games. Uh, and so he was, he was heavily involved with Sony Interactive Entertainment and is not anymore. And I think we talked about him recently. Yeah, he was, he was tweeting about something while cooking, and it was really funny. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, 
He he tweeted this: Kena, Metroid, Returnal, all leading the march towards super challenging games. Maybe it's at the NES generation coming into their own as designers, but I fucking hate this shit. It's not an age thing. I never liked it, but it wasn't so rampant. It's like devs want to push players away. And then someone responded saying, um, this is all true, but there is also a divide in you resorting to claiming bad game design when in re- reality you were playing the game badly. And this is referring to the fact that David Jaffe was basically saying, like, it's stupid the way that this is designed, that I can't figure this out on like my first go or whatever. And he said and he responds by saying, It's bad game design when you hide a critical path using techniques that are commonly only used to hide secret areas. It's also bad game design when there are ways for the breadcrumbs that you left for players to find the path to vanish, thus leaving the player without any info. Um, I don't know. He's, he's entitled to his opinion. Uh, but I, I think that if you're going to play a Metroid game, you should understand that, hey, these are kind of obtuse, <laughs> you, yeah. you know? And again, I'm, I'm coming as someone who's never completed one of these before. But I was like, yeah, it's probably going to be obtuse and I'll look up a guide if I need to, but I got I got around just fine shooting things with missiles. Yeah, I mean, do you, do you feel like for the most part, Metroid Dread did a good job of like guiding you through the game? I thought it was really linear. I said that, and people were like, "What are you talking about?" And it's like, <laughs> oh, I just I went into the rooms I hadn't been in before. <laughs> like, <laughs> go figure. Uh, there, yeah, there's also a way to mark on your map, um, all, like all doors or blocks that are destroyed by some means. So, like, let's say you get um, missiles. I mean, you do. You get those. I think very beginning of the game you get missiles right you can mark all doors that open using missiles on your map and so like okay well now i can go back and find all those areas that i couldn't find before uh so i thought it was pretty linear in that fashion apparently people thought it was not but um yeah i'm I'm just like i went in the places that i hadn't that i wasn't able to go in (laughs) yeah yeah i don't know uh and again i'm not trying to say like i'm very smart because i played this game basically without a guide because i had i had to look up a guide for that final fight but like it was still satisfying i don't know um did uh how long did the game take to beat you uh, nope how long did I it take beat you me. <laughs> Justin, to beat the game i'll be damned if i let the game beat me uh, because the only game that's ever beaten me was sekiro what about um, dark souls and dark souls one and dark souls two i beat dark souls three and i stopped playing bloodborne before i think it could give me a real good pummel <laughs> Um, I'm sure there are others, <laughs> but uh, it I took know. me eight minutes <laughs> and 32 seconds. How many? Uh, excuse me, eight, eight. Excuse me, eight hours, 32 minutes, 16 seconds. Damn! In an hour, that was y- the final boss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but like, here's the thing. I, like, I didn't. I did not get a lot of these the items. I think I got like 60 percent of them because. I am satisfied with, I was just flying through this game because I wanted to get to those next bosses. And yeah. the exploration stuff was not really my my thing. You know, if I needed to find more health, I'd go and find more health. But like at the end of the day, I was trying to get through those sections to get to the great boss fights. But but do you think do you think this is something that's happening? Uh, like uh, David Jaffe was talking about, about going back to like these harder NES generation things? Because I agree with him in the point that a lot of these NES games were not fun. I mean, a lot of them are like super hard and meant to be like, I guess quarter pinchers or quarter stealers but like yeah it's yeah, like yeah. A, a console game but like do you, do you think that is happening and is that a bad thing uh sure it's happening i mean like yeah people who played those games when they were kids grow up and then want to make games like that um i don't like i don't know if i mean the metroid series was that 
<laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? So, yeah. so like this is like the direct. Yeah, it was going to be a more challenging game, you know? Yeah. Um, But I, I think that there is absolutely there has been a resurgence in challenging video games. And I think I, I, I would have to do more research to 100 percent back this up if I was going to like officially claim this. But. I think that Dark Souls has had a major inspiration on people. And I mean, you remember like in every interview for the past five years, developers have been saying like, oh, we're trying to make the Dark Souls of uh, platforming games or we're trying to make the Dark Souls of first person shooters or whatever. And that's fine. Uh, I tend to stay away from that because generally I like a challenge. I do not like obtuse, difficult games. Yeah. I played uh, played Mortal Shell. I think I talked about this on the podcast for like, an hour and a half and i was like i don't even know what i'm doing <laughs> like like that's and that's fun for some people i didn't know i couldn't do it uh, it was it was impenetrable to me do i like that no do i think that's a bad thing no because for i mean <laughs> there are plenty of other games that are not really challenging that are releasing you know? right what do you think i I think games have always been challenging and games have always had mechanics and stuff that made them complicated and difficult to play. Go back to Ocarina of Time. Um, I, I find a lot of the stuff in that game is really hard to know what to do unless you have a yeah. guide. Uh, yeah. I'll give you an example that's a spoiler for Ocarina of Time. Uh, but like when you want to get into King Jabu Jabu's belly or whatever, oh my gosh. the yes. fish, you have to like base. There's a giant fish you have to get in inside of. That sounds grosser than I mean it to be, but you have to. He, uh, no, no, no! Don't worry, guys. He he just wants to swallow you. I mean, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> but like you have to like find a fish in a bottle that's swimming around, capture the fish, and drop the fish in front of the of the bigger fish, and the bigger fish then sucks you in the fish inside of it. Like I struggled hard when I was yeah. a kid doing that, yeah. um, and that was when I still felt shame for like looking up game like guides and stuff like that. Sure. Like a problem that would be solved with that, but that was obtuse enough to like potentially turn people away my jet force mm-hmm. gemini experience when i was playing that in the n64 people love jet force gemini i think but like i just couldn't i didn't know what the treasure chest looked like so i didn't know to open it to get a better gun to open this one door because i sure. couldn't i didn't know and i didn't think mm-hmm. it was clearly told to me what to do so some of my formative memories of playing some of these games were me just struggling to like advanced because gameplay mechanics weren't clear and i don't think there's anything necessarily new to now i think now a lot of these games are getting to a point where you have really well-made um games that are more difficult and the difficulty is not so much coming from uh bad mechanics it's coming from the developers wanting to do that and i think it's weird too that i think with like metroid nintendo is supposed to be this like kid-friendly company in the eyes of many people yet they come out with this really hardcore metroid game and like (laughs) yeah i have to assume that so uh this was not developed first party by nintendo this was developed by a studio called mercury steam and they made samus returns which is 3ds remake of metroid 2 yeah i believe um I just assumed that they were like, yeah, I mean, it's Metroid. We don't really just make, make whatever you want. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then now it's like, oh, oh, people really care. But like, good job. Because I can't imagine that they were like, we want to make a really hard game. And then Nintendo was like, well, that's fine. Yeah. I have to imagine they were like, yeah, do it. I don't care. Whatever. Yeah. Sure. No one's going to buy this. It's fine. <laughs> um, but uh, it looks like it looks like people are buying this. Speaking of Mercury Steam, though, um, 
they maybe didn't include, and by maybe, I mean they didn't include uh, everyone in the credits for the game. This is just a real quick uh, thing. Basically, this is from Eurogamer titled Mercury Steam Responds to Complaints About Metroid Dread Devs. Um, we're left out of credits. This is by Matthew, uh, Matt Wales. Uh, and so just a little snippet of this says, as reported by Spanish website Vandal, several former Mercury Steam employees recently took to the internet uh, to query their names being omitted from Metroid Dread's credits despite being involved in production for the title. And then uh, Mercury Steam responded by saying that uh, this is in a statement provided to Vandal, that Spanish website, which I would have quoted from but it's uh in, in spanish. spanish that makes yeah. sense uh so it says a mercury steam spokesperson explained the company's official policy requires developer to have stayed at the studio for 25 percent or more of a project's development time in order to appear within the credits um that kind of uh, sucks uh, yeah i why would you do, why like <laughs> yeah uh, it's such an arbitrary thing like yeah and how they can were you there. determine who's on for 25 percent like like uh, is that like and a especially date? with a game with Metro Dread, I think they were working on this starting in 2004. So like, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah it's weird, uh, unfortunate. And I think this was an issue with playtesters with Deathloop as well, um, or something like that. It put credit people for their work. Like that's that's such a easy thing. <laughs> and like with credits too. Like no no offense to people in credits, a lot of people don't care about credits. Right, yeah. Like, uh, you know, either you skip through them or you go through them. But, like, for the people who do care, like, that's an important thing to, like, have your name on there. At the very yeah. least to say, like, this is, like, I did this. I worked on that. And I think credits for the, for a lot of the credits, those are for the people who did it. It should be, like, celebrating the work that people did on it. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, we were talking before the podcast about this. And I feel like, hey, Sony, you got some bad PR in the past. Why don't we get a a, a layup here and give a, a free trophy to every game just for <laughs> watching the credits, like, without without skipping them? You get a, yeah. you get a trophy for that. Like, do it. <laughs> I always love to see uh, at the end when it's like, special thanks. And it ends with, like, and you. I'm like, oh, me. Oh, wow. wow. I was mentioned, <laughs> me. too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's what's up with... with Metroid Dread. I've been playing Back for Blood, Justin, and it's pretty good, actually. I know I was kind of mixed on it during the beta, but I think it's ironed out a lot of those issues. Um, Still can't drop weapon attachments, which I find to be weird. Oh, the one thing! I know, and it also, because weapons are randomly generated, like, there are a lot of shotguns with sniper rifle scopes on them, Um, and, and, you know, you can ruin your weapon by accidentally picking up a scope that you didn't actually want, but... uh, yeah, I'm almost done with the campaign. I've been playing through with my buddy Josh, and it's really good. <laughs> it's uh, so, really so, good. so talk to me, like, uh, what what seems to be different about this from when you played it before, and then uh, compare it more directly to Left 4 Dead. Um, I, I think that before... Okay, so you and I played this in, like, August, and God, we started on the medium difficulty. <laughs> yeah, it really does. We started on the medium difficulty because that's usually just like the default. And that's actually like hard mode, uh, if you remember. And we had like a rough time in the beginning because like when we were shooting each other, it was like doing a lot of damage and, and all that sort of stuff. But um, we eventually switched to like the easy difficulty, which is more of just like it's, it's more in line with what Left 4 Dead was. Um, and and it evened itself out a little bit but i couldn't help feel like i was like we were not 
doing it right and you know mm-hmm. play video games however you want but like uh, it, it just felt like it was not balanced very well yeah it, it, it was like a bullet sponge experience rather than it being a right. challenge experience yeah so that's i mean we're still playing on that easier difficulty but it's like fun <laughs> you know <laughs> uh i also I, I don't think that the beta did a good job explaining how cool and how int- like how integral those cards were going to be um the card deck is like awesome and and being able to change those things are, are pretty cool and and changing up what you have in your deck um to build things and, and like to build a run is is pretty sweet uh and just on a yeah. side note that's such a that's such a creative way to make it really replayable because yes. like the game changes significantly based on some of those upgrades and that was just based on the little like snapshot that we were playing with it um yeah. and like depending on how you get stuff and how you get your money and how you build your character like it really does change a lot of the stuff and that i think they do a good job anyway like you were talking with the game what do they call that the ai director the ai director how the ai director also changes stuff on top of that so those two things on top of each other just make it infinitely replayable yeah Oh, yeah. I, I, I wish... Here's the thing. I don't know if I'm going to play this as much as I played Left 4 Dead, but I don't think it's a game thing. I think it's a me thing. It's, it's a you're, you where you are in your life thing. Correct. As someone who has to play a lot of video games. You don't have like to a lot do of anything, new titles. Peter. You don't have to well, do anything. You know what, Justin? You're right. I'm just going to play... You know what? Where I'm hanging up right now, I'm playing some Back for Blood. Oh, wait a second. Uh, wait, no, no, wait. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. That was my left the call sound. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, uh, like, I think that if I if this came out when I was younger, like, it would be the same thing, where it's like, I would just be playing a lot of this. Yeah. I think that um, it's missing some of the charm that Left 4 Dead had. Uh, like, I-, I thought that the fact that the, there were four characters in Left 4 Dead made it kind of interesting. Uh, but the fact that I think there's eight uh, in Back 4 Blood, and it makes me wonder, like, what's the four mean? I mean, like, I know that there are four, like, teams of four, but, like, in Left 4 Dead, it was, like, these there were these it. four characters yeah, yeah. you know what i mean whereas like now it's like back eight blood um that, i mean that's just a minor detail or, or i also think that a lot of the set pieces in back in left for dead were a lot more memorable like yeah you go to a carnival and you go to a rock concert and you go to you know uh there, there were more typical zombie settings in, in that as well with like a hospital and, and other stuff like that but um i i think that back for blood is generally a little bit less memorable in terms of those things that you're doing but um i'm liking it quite a bit how many uh, how many like chapters are there okay so when we played there were we played four chapters which was about half of act one and there are four acts but they have different chapter lengths in them and the final act has one chapter in it Mm. So we are assuming that it's going to be kind of a big, like, it's going to be a demanding thing. Mm -hmm. We've been playing it probably for maybe eight hours, and we are almost, we are halfway through Act 3. So we we still have probably another hour to two hours left of if we can, you know, do it all in one go. But, um, yeah, it's pretty good. And if we're taking a look here at Metacritic, the end-all, be-all, um scale for knowing if a video game is good yeah that's how i tell if i like a game or not just go to metacritic um yeah that's me how too. i learn how to buy games too like baldo when i saw that baldo was at a 90 <laughs> i was like i'll love this game yeah man but on metacritic it's it's hovering between a 76 and a 78 it's at a 78 on pc 76 on xbox series x and a 77 on ps5 
that sounds about right. I'd probably put it in the 80 range, but I mean, that's two points off. Like, <laughs> so, so really no different. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Well, dang. Um, I, I uh, can't say that's the first thing on my list to play right now, but because it is on Game Pass. And are you on playing it on Xbox? I'm playing it on PC, yeah, but Game Pass for PC. Game Pass. Got it, got it, got it, got it, yeah. got it. Got it. Um, controller but yeah, it, or uh, keyboard mouse? I'm playing it on a controller because it's just easier than than no, I feel uh, like. <laughs> yeah uh, I, i've been i've been trying out a few games with the mouse and keyboard and like while that is fun it also feels like i have to learn it and like in a stressful game maybe like back for blood i would rather yeah specifically when like sometimes you're like oh shit moments like would yeah. <laughs> be uh enhanced uh negatively uh with a keyboard mouse control scheme too oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah justin you have something in your possession now that I, I want to hear about. I, re- I want to hear about from someone I know and trust and 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 can, can confide in. Okay, <laughs> Justin, please tell me about the Switch OLED model. Uh, oh please. yes, okay, yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about uh, something else, but I do have the Switch OLED right here in my hand. Can I um, just say before you even talk about this, you're holding it up to the camera, and damn, the white Joy Cons are a sleek look. Oh, and you got your uh, Zelda ones there too. What what if that was the same one? What if I put the white ones on the the um, old the one and you didn't one? even know? That would actually be kind of a that'd be kind of funny. It'd be kind of a, a a turnaround. But yes, I've been playing um the Switch OLED. And let me tell you, first of all, um I think I bought it last Friday. Um and it yeah. came on Saturday a week later, a week and a day later. So pretty pretty quick turnaround time. This is the old one. I'm just holding it up so it looks the yeah. old one all right there you go yeah anyway um but uh pretty quick quick turnaround time for me to get it um and i was really nervous because uh my girlfriend and i were not home for a majority of saturday um and uh we i i saw that the tracking information came and i'm like oh no please don't do this because i already had an issue with uh, i bought something from best buy once that was taken from me oh um, yeah i remember yeah. that um, and you know how Best Buy is like, it's a Best Buy package. And everyone's like, ooh, Best Buy package. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to steal yeah. that. It must be something worth it. Hope you're enjoying Mario Party by yourself in prison. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I was really nervous that this would happen again. Um, but fortunately, Nintendo gets it. And they have a very subtle box that they put it in a brown box that did not say Nintendo in big letters. Um, it was just a very generic brown box. Um, that said Redmond, Washington for its, uh, shipping address. So no one, unless they knew, knew, you know what I mean? Sure. Sure. I I, I know if I was in Redmond, Washington, I'm like, it's probably Nintendo. What else is in Redmond? Something else. I'm just going to take this. I hope it's Mario party. (laughs) (laughs) One of I got to get the new one coming out soon. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I, uh, opened her up, um, and set her up. And let me tell you from the very beginning when I was, when I was, on the setup screen, I was looking at it and I was like, this almost looks more childish for some reason. Hmm. And and let me explain why. Uh, It's because the screen is so large that the keyboard is giant. (laughs) Okay, yeah, okay. (laughs) So the way it was just set up, I was like, there's something just like, it doesn't seem, it seems like almost like, I don't know. And then like, the, the screen is not that much bigger than the original model. But it's big enough that it makes a huge difference when you're looking at it from all of the display stuff is just so much easier to see um, to the fact that it really almost hits the the edge of the screen a lot better. I'm just holding it up so you can see like it literally yeah. it's see it's massive. And for someone who plays this primarily on um, handheld mode, uh, it is just 
so much nicer to look at. I, I, I find like you see so many, many more details. It's so much more clear just on the size alone. Um, I also sent a picture and I tweeted out a picture of the home screens at both of them. Yeah. And the, it's really not only shocking the size difference between the two of them, um, but like just the color difference. Mm-hmm. Um, I, on the home screen, you just have the two whites. In the picture I took on my phone, you could see like very clearly the difference between the two sizes and then the color of each one of them and how much more vibrant the LED switch was than yep. the original one. Um, and I think that holds true for almost everything I played and tested it out so far with it. Um, it looks, everything looks so much better on it. Specifically, I would say the Nintendo first party stuff. Um, sure, I, yeah. I played a little bit of lost for random on it. And I think, uh, when I was playing in the LED switch, I realized how, um, bad the quality was to get that thing to run on the switch. I'm assuming. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, um, cause so you're saying it, it was like struggling yeah it was struggling a little bit but also like the the graphics aren't very crisp on purpose like there's like a haze over everything just okay. probably to make it run a little bit easier so that was mm-hmm. like more apparent on the oled switch but it still looks better and nicer and brighter um when i was playing it but so yeah i i uh set it up and a lot of people were complaining about switching uh, or transferring over uh things from your OLED switch to from your old switch to your new switch and I found that process to be exceptionally easy uh I have um the switch online so like one of the the features of that is you get cloud backups for all of your games I had all of those uploaded automatically so all you have to basically do is set up your switch connect your profile um, and then one by one just download the save data that you have on the cloud. That was probably the most inconvenient thing because I've been playing this game the system since what 2018. So I've had yep. like three years of like games and things that I played that I had to transfer over and I didn't have to, but I had to do it uh, manually for each one, which was a little bit annoying. Um, but like the setup process is super easy and they literally tell you like, is this new switch replacing your other one? And are you still going to use your other one or are you getting rid of your other one? Oh, so kind of cool. When I was going back and forth, I was practicing, uh, one of the games I was using to try was Mario Kart eight deluxe. Cause I have a cartridge for both of that. So it was really easy to go back between the two. Um, I put it in the OLED switch. I uh, unlocked a new cart and then I put it in the old one and it downloaded it by the time I had exited out of the other game and put it in there. So it's really easy to go from system to system, even though I have two now. I was worried that it would be like very, like my profile would be like removed and it would be hard to deal with. But no, it was super Mm -hmm. easy to do that. Um, the one, the one caveat that a lot of people were upset about on the internet was Animal Crossing was really hard to switch over, um, because if you remember Animal Crossing, because nothing in Animal Crossing makes sense, uh, they have the, the island attached to your switch. So everyone who plays every profile that plays on that switch has to share the same island. So it's kind of annoying. Um, so they have a different process where you have to download a separate app. Um, but once you, if you know that and you don't get rid of your switch and you know, you have to download the app and like transfer it over, it was really easy to do. Um, but it's also another step that's not necessarily, it's not the same as everything else. So that might've been annoying. And I could see why some people might've lost their, um, islands if they weren't careful Mm -hmm. and maybe sold their old switch before they, um, were able to back it up with the new one. Um, but yeah, I thought that was a really easy process. So if you're you're worried about replacing your old switch because of how the process will like how hard it is to get your save stuff over from one switch to the other, don't be. Really easy. 
and the system itself, like I think the screen enough is wonderful. And for me, it's everything I'd want. Is it worth the money though? And I gotta say, probably not. Um, yeah, it it is if you your other switch is maybe broken or your your that maybe the battery life is really being draining too fast for you um or whatever uh, i mean for me i kind of look at it like i i am down to only two functioning joy cons right now so yeah. i needed joy cons anyway that was 70 dollars. you take the 70 off what i paid then it's only like 280 dollars for the switch right yeah. um so like i i think that uh the price is going to be a barrier, but this is not like it's a new system. This is like the the PS4 um, to the PS4 Slim. You know, it's like yeah. better hardware, yeah. more optimized. Every every like issues were fixed on it. Um, same with the going from the Xbox One to the Xbox One uh, S. One S, right? Yeah. It's like just the the best version of this, fixing a lot of the problems of the old one. Um, a lot has been talked about the crappy kickstand for the other one. This one mm-hmm. is actually really nice. It's really easy. It feels good to like move up and down. Uh, oh, okay. The problem still remains with the two kickstands and the original Switch. Um, the kickstand, like when you open it up at the weak little kickstand, that's where you keep your uh, micro SD card in yeah. it. And I always felt like it's like really like easy. Like if you're using that, it's just exposed and I get worried it fall out, even though it's an un- unreasonable worry. This one, it's the same thing. You like lift it up. And if you can see, I'll hold it up to the screen. It's like literally right there. You can oh, see. Yeah. So I-, I wish it was a little bit more hidden or there was another little compartment there. Um, the, also, oddly enough, the thing that I don't like about it is the um, where you put the cartridge in and out. I actually feel like the the way it works is better on the original one. There's like actually like a finger hole in it. Um, there's yeah. not a finger hole on the new one, and it doesn't close really well. Um, like I have to really kind of like struggle and like get it in the right spot for it to close right, which is kind of mm. weird. Um, but I mean, everything else about it is just top notch. It feels good. They say it's a little bit heavier, but I mean, I really can't necessarily tell between the two of them uh, which one uh, is heavier. And like uh, the size is slightly bigger, but it still fits in my old case. Um, So like I don't have to get a new case. And I think one thing that's actually kind of cool, I was holding this before, is the new dock for it. Oh, yeah. Um, It's a good looking dock. Yeah, it it doesn't feel as cheap. I mean, this one like kind of like crinkles and like just doesn't feel like a good piece yeah. of hardware the original one but this new one it's nice and sleek um it has the um i never play with my dock port. anyway but it has the ethernet port on there so if you are someone who does i think that is really worth it to like have an easy connection and easy way to get connected directly to the internet without buying an additional dongle um mm-hmm. and I, I the dock is also white i don't know if it's different for the two different color versions of it but it just kind of fits fits a little bit better and it looks a little bit more modern than the other one and i think i feel like you know if you're looking for a new dock this alone is going to be something that that could be worth it for you and i believe this one doesn't scratch your um switch like the other one did so overall i mean i guess that alone is yeah right something. <laughs> yeah. i mean overall um the review of it is it's the best version of switch you can get but it's not needed. Specifically, if you got that red box version of the Switch, it was yeah, like the, one, the, one. the second generation of it or whatever that had a better battery life in it. Um, but um, 
I personally love it. I think I'm not disappointed. I'm not disappointed in myself for buying it. I had the money, so I was able to buy it. And I just have Smash pulled up on both of my screens, and it just looks so much nicer on the on the OLED switch. Like the yeah. lights are brighter. Um, I mean, if anyone has an OLED TV, you'll know what that's like. But good stuff. Um, I, I I enjoy it. And if you are looking to get that better handheld experience, go for it. Yeah, I'm. I'll say this. I'm jealous. But. But not enough <laughs> yeah. to to spend the money because like yeah I I don't play I, I go in seasons in and out of, of you know different consoles and stuff there just hasn't been much to warrant me playing my Switch all that much other than Metroid Dread and I think I'm gonna pick up Disco Elysium on there for because I'm I'm going on vacation and Metroid Dread was supposed to be my vacation game and then um yeah I've not gone on vacation yet so <laughs> <It's already laughs> I done. thought it's gonna take me longer and I also think. I, I thought that I was go- not going to just like power through it because I liked it so much. But um, what can you do? But yeah, I, I, there's there's no reason for me to get one, especially because, I mean, as much as Nintendo wants to deny it, I have a feeling that there is a more powerful version somewhere down the line. It might not be next year, might not even be the year after, but so far my Switch is working just fine. And, it, you know, if it got cracked in half, if it got destroyed in some way, then I'd probably just go with the OLED. Um, but uh, it's just not necessary for me right now. Um, I do have to say the Disco Elysium, when I was looking through screenshots of it on my old one, a lot of the screenshots made the text look really small, which I was nervous about. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think that's going to be the same issue with the OLED, OLED thing. Like, I, w- I, I would be interested. I wish they had, like, an ability to demo it because I just worry that in order to play that game handheld, you'd have to, like, put it really close to your face because... Yeah, it's a good look. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> it's like you're, you are make your own VR set, but... Um, yeah, yeah I, I definitely am not going to suggest people go out to buy this just to to buy it. Yeah. Like, if there's a reason to buy it, this is the one you should get. But I don't think you need to. And even my girlfriend was like, so that means that does that do I get your old one now instead of the, the Switch Lite? And I was like, I mean, it's really not like the old one's better than the Switch Lite. Um, no. So I... You can, I mean, I, unless, you can use it, but I, I don't unless know. Unless you get in the drift real bad on the yeah. Switch Lite, then it's not really that different. Yeah, yeah. But overall, Justin, good piece of hardware. No, oh, okay. I will I I will take that review. I'm gonna keep it in my brain. Every single time <laughs> I see them in stock. Not that I've seen them in stock, but every time I think about it, every time yeah. I I dream, I dare to dream about it. But Justin, the DC fandom, fandom, fandom. Has happened or is happening. I'm not a DC fan, really, at all. Wow. I'm excited for the Matt Reeves Batman movie. I had a good time seeing Justice League with you. (laughs) For all the wrong reasons. I think, yeah, not the reasons that the studio had intended. (laughs) Um, But apart from, like in the DC fandom, they announce all sorts of stuff. But the things we care about, because we talk about video games here, because we're a video game podcast. What's that? And yeah, sandwiches. And, yes, we're a video yeah. game slash sandwich podcast. Yeah. Uh, really getting that niche. <laughs> um, uh, Gotham Knights and Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, two video games uh, that are supposedly coming in 2022, were shown off. And I have like a sentence and a half about each of them in my brain. They go like this. Gotham Knights looks like another one of those games. Probably going to skip it. 2BTBH. Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League looks like the same quality 
as the upcoming Guardians of the Galaxy game. But I don't really care about Suicide Squad enough to be like, well, I'm going to play that no matter if it looks kind of whatever. <laughs> but I might play it depending on what else is around when it comes yeah. out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it yeah. looks fun enough, but it's just not like I have an affinity for these characters, really. Yeah, I played all the Arkham games. Um uh, and I, I, I'm not opposed to playing the other one, but I'll have to wait to see like what the conversation is around the game. Like if yeah. people are like, Oh, it's another one. I'll be like, yeah, maybe not. Um, but if people are like, it's another one, but they fixed all this stuff and it's really great. Maybe I'll do that. Sure. Um, and that trailer specifically did nothing to sell me on it. No. Um, or the extended look, but the suicide squad one, I was actually quite impressed with like the tone of it and how it looked. And if anything, I thought like the cutscenes and the characters and the way that the characters were written was better than guardians of the galaxy. Uh, just based on that one on the trailer that they, they showed mm -hmm. there. Um, I thought it looked good. I thought it looked interesting. Um, I think the thing that's going to kill me about it is that it looks like it's Marvel's the Avengers. It does look like Isn't it's the Marvel's gameplay? The Avengers. Isn't that the gameplay of it, sort of? I have no idea. There was no gameplay shown off for this one. Right. And, and I thought that way back when they said that it was a live service game, but I did not get that impression from the trailer, but also there was no gameplay. So, right, that that would that would be a quick scare off of that. If it's not, um, and, and it, it is just kind of like a fun story, and I mean, if anything, like, I was like, why, why, didn't, why wasn't this the movie that they did? for the suicide squad. Not that I dislike the recent one that just came out of the suicide squad. Like I it was fine. It a lot. Yeah. Uh, I just think like having it be the, the, this group of, of prisoners basically. And these anti-heroes having to take down the justice league is like such a, a ridiculous premise. premise. Um, it looks like there is some kind of like mind control. There's something going on in their eyes. And yeah. Faces. Yeah. Which is, I think that's a, that's a great, that's a great backdrop for this story. And I think that's a really good mm -hmm. reason because I think at least for me, when I was watching the most recent one, I was like, well, where's Superman? Like the flash can't, you can't yeah. bother five minutes to just come in and just stop this. Right. Like, yeah. um, I feel like those questions are clearly being tackled in the video game. And it was probably like a licensing thing and a money thing and a, and a scope thing well, for the movie. These questions, I mean, with any of these big superhero yeah. worlds, it's always like, well, why didn't Iron Man just show up and whatever? But I, I know what you mean. I will say Deborah Wilson, Glad she's in it. Yeah. Any any game that she's in, I'm like, I'll I'll play it. She's she was um. Yeah, I thought I was I was thought I thought I was playing um Fallen Order for a second. Yeah, that's her, and uh, she was in Wolfenstein, New Colossus, and she was in Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. What did she, what is she playing as the Lady Clank, Clunk, Clunk? Oh. What was her, what was that character's? No, no, that's the that's the that's um, a, 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 a yeah. Uh, That's Jennifer Hale. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um Clunk. Was her name not Clunk? I don't think it's Clunk. Clank? Uh, Rift Apart Characters. Clump? Characters. It's probably clunk. like Is it not Clunk? I feel like it's Clunk. I hope it is Clunk. I mean, that's a fun name. Kit. Oh, Kit. Yeah, I wasn't even close. <laughs> well, uh, um, you, you had the K. I suppose I do. I did. In my head, it was a C-L-U-N-K. But um, <laughs> I'm just, I'm coming clean. That's all I have to say about these. Anything else with Justice League and get Batman? Can't wait to have those Batmobile sequences again, like in Arkham Knight. I heard they were not very good. I have... They're the best part of that game. Justin, I think you're being funny, but we'll we'll move on. I'll let, I'll let that just be 
your official take on that. Cool. And yeah. The, and that can be completely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Blue Box Game Studios behind Abandoned. We have been proponents of saying, hey, this has been fun. But at the end of the day, it does not matter what they're up to because yeah. we will see eventually. Uh, they issued a statement on their Twitter last night uh, saying this. So it, it, the tweet is the the text of the, the body. Of the tweet is a message from us human beings. The following message is not addressed as a company, but as a group of human beings. The last few days have been difficult. Death threats are increasing online, but unfortunately also physically. And this has to stop. We've been dealing with death threats the past few months and the last few days have we, uh, we have been dealing with it again, especially physically. This not only affects us as a team, but everyone within our environments, other businesses, families, and everyone surrounding us. We want to work in a safe environment and a job, um, and with job openings upcoming in the future, we want to offer a safe work environment for future colleagues as well. We won't tolerate this and we'll take action by providing authorities, IP addresses, logs, and camera footages. We are fully aware of the negative situation that we have created and truly understand your frustration. But what we don't understand are the death threats. We understand and appreciate your interest in Abandoned. We are working hard on Abandoned. We will just uh, we will start a regular blog on our website and you can follow and we will post any news on Abandoned on our Twitter. But all we ask until then is to just give us space and let us work on Abandoned. Please. Thank you. All right. So. Don't do that. <laughs> I mean, anyone listening to our podcast knows not to do that because they're rational human beings. Don't do that. <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, this here's here's the thing. This is like such a thing now. You know what I mean? This is yeah. this happens yep. all the time. Mm -hmm. And like reading this, it's unfortunate. But it, I was kind of like, well, yeah, because that's just how people are now. And because of the seemingly, you know, anonymous force that is the Internet, people just like to say whatever. And I'm not trying to say that Blue Box deserves it. I'm not trying to say, like, they just need to get over it because I don't think they do deserve it. I don't think anyone deserves that. And I don't think they need to get over it. That fucking sucks. I, I have not received it in the way that they have. I've been on that position as someone who writes about video games nothing it's nothing it's not important you know what i mean right it's so it sucks that the, and i guess like at the end of the day that's all there is to say about this it's just it sucks that people are so shitty well i mean like this should be fun like i, I yeah we, we talked about like this is like whether this is just a d development studio that's a little bit over their head um or it is something that is really like this conspiracy theory thing whatever it is what if it's just a game development studio that's over their head so what so what and and they say and, and like i take umbrage with the fact that they say what do they say like um we are fully aware of the negative situation that we have created blue box you guys didn't do anything all you've done is deny like we're not working on a we're not working with hideo kojima we're not working with silent hill yes there have been like coincidences that perhaps you might have played into a little bit but you haven't created a negative situation like not at all. <laughs> you are making a game and people are interested in the game. And the fact that it looks like another series does not mean it's a negative situation. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. I mean, I think they, they did kind of step in their, in their foot, foot in their mouth, put their foot in their mouth a few times by, yeah, right. you know, playing up to it. And like, uh, you know, when, 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 
not necessarily at first outright denying stuff. Now that they're denying, people are like, yeah, okay, sure, whatever. Um, and, you know, it's just an unfortunate thing after unfortunate thing for the company. But, like, I don't care what you do. Like, the company could be like, yep, uh, yeah, sure, we're not Kojima. Put that in quotes with a winky face. And that still, like, doesn't warrant death threats. Like, no, <laughs> like no, literally nothing, nothing they have done warrants a death threat. So, no. listen, people, be nice to each other. Enjoy it for what it is. Um, if this game sucks, it sucks. If this game is great, it's great. If it's Silent Hill, cool. <laughs> I've like, just been just like, enjoy it. This is fun. It should I've be. I've just been video games. thinking about how they talked, how they said, like, you know, we can't hire people and say, hey, just so you know, like, you're going to get these death threats. And, and it sounds like from them saying, like, we are reporting all this stuff to authorities like not only ip addresses and stuff but also like footage video video camera footage which means that like i don't know what their studio environment's like i don't know if they're in a house if they're in a building office space whatever but it sounds like as they've said like this is becoming a little a real thing and that sucks and don't do that you you weirdos over (laughs) a video game yeah I, i don't know and, and people even are the, the comments are turned off, but you can still quote reply. And people are even saying like, well, look at how they spelled this word because it, it reads a little like it's not written by someone who speaks English very it, well, which it reads been, like literally everything they've written so far. But like, that's the thing. Right. It, like, you know, like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I don't think that the way that they misspelled this word or the way that the sentence structure is weird is anything other than what they've been doing. And, it, and they are just trying to be earnest and work on a video game. And I think it sucks. Anyway, let's go to a happier place, Justin. Can we talk about Animal Crossing? Let's go to our islands that I haven't been to in literally months. I don't know if I said this on the show last week uh, in anticipation for this upcoming update, but I have been of the opinion where, like, there's nothing they can do to make me want to come back. I'm good. I I played my fill. I got 200 hours, I think-ish. I played my fill. Well, lo and behold, Animal Crossing Presents comes out, <laughs> and they show off like, oh, you, you can go to the Roost, which is the cafe, and like, oh, Brewster's back, and like, yeah, all right, that's fine, I like Brewster, thanks, thanks for showing me this. And then it's like, oh, and we're adding like, not just a little bit of content, we're adding a lot of content to this game, for free. There's gonna be farming, there's gonna be cooking, um... New villagers are are coming your way. I'm I should have a list in front of me. I know that we I have one pulled up. Uh, let me let's see. Um, Brewster's coming back. Captain Captain's coming back. That guy's always singing sea shanties to my girlfriend. Oh wow! What's his deal? Where does he get off? Uh, that's a uh, it's layered. <laughs> Captain, when you show up at my island, you best be armed. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> He's got um, his little pirate claw. Yeah, yeah. Harv's Island is, is back. Tortimer, the mayor. Harv's uh, Island is back and less creepy because now there's things to do on it other than just Harv. It's not Harv. just like a photo shoot. Yeah, do you want to like, like uh, take some, some pictures in yeah. this room? I got a bunch of dolls set up for you. Tortimer confirmed to be alive. Very exciting. Do you know about this? I don't. Everyone thought he died. <laughs> was it because he was a turtle or slow or? Because he's old and he used to be the mayor and then in Animal Crossing New Leaf, He's not the mayor, and you show up, and you're the mayor, and he's mm. retired on an island, um, and he like hosts mini games and stuff, and then so everyone thought that he'd be really involved with this game because it's all on an island, and then he just wasn't there. And in one of the Animal Crossing trailers, there was a tombstone. 
Aww. in the corner, and everyone was like, Aww. "Oh my gosh, Tortimer died." Tortimer, uh, no, he's hanging out. Uh, so he's at Harv's Island. You can do group stretching, uh, which is a, a Japanese thing. Group uh, stretching, or like, is it motion? Is it like a? Is like we? Is can I use my ring adventure, ring fit I, adventure? I, I I don't know, but because that would I, be cool. I would like that. That's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's like a. In the morning, there's like little work, like little exercises you can do to stay healthy for like 15 minutes. Uh, they 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 used to be in the original Animal Crossing, and it was like an issue with uh, like localization because they were like, I don't think non-Japanese people are going to understand what this is. But yeah, farming Everyone and cooking's gets back. A good morning stretch. Everyone gets a good morning stretch. Yeah, yeah. The pro, uh, all sorts of changes have been made to the phone. Um, gyroids are back or I, I don't remember how they call them i've always pronounced it gyroid so i've heard some call it gyroids um they're like little statues you do little dances yep gifs gifs uh you can permanently put ladders places you can have more uh, uh bridges more inclines uh villagers can come into your house now that used to be a thing uh, uh you can have island ordinances there's new haircuts some Dude. of these it sounds like it's like a totalitarian thing like you can now have people in your house and have an ordinance <laughs> to control what your town people do yeah man yeah man dude there's so much stuff i'm so like like i said there, i thought there was nothing they could do to bring me back i'm coming in for real this time we're, we're getting back we're bringing it back but Peter, this <sighs> is all stuff that should have been in the game at launch. Hey, fuck you. No, yeah, you're right. Yes, correct. <laughs> hey, hey, yes. <laughs> um, I'm going to show up and like the, my villagers are going to have cannibalized themselves. <laughs> <laughs> They're sitting there eating bugs. All your yeah. turnips are rotted and filling the island. Yeah. Um, yeah, this should have been probably should have been in at the beginning of the game, but. I get. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think. I think a, a good constant drip of 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 stuff is is healthy for this game. I think part of it was that a lot of the the drip seemed to be cut off, and like around the second year, it was just a little repetitive of stuff. Yeah. But like, hey, I mean, there's been updates and improvements and changes in the game throughout. Like, I think this is good, and it's still free. The last free update they said. Yes. Well, the last major free update. Major? I assume they're still going to do like little holiday stuff and and seasonal stuff but yeah yeah. um yeah well and and that's the thing too like again i played this game for 200 hours i think i'm probably not gonna play 200 more hours in this you might think i'm what's that don't tell it to your islanders they'll leave again no no no, i I don't want them to know my my man (laughs) you come back for like a week you go hard and all of a sudden just (laughs) disappear again (laughs) had the frog is waiting for me i gave him a frog as a gift i was hoping it would kind of like (laughs) oh my gosh i was hoping it would kind of freak him out like in a in like a (laughs) philosophical way (laughs) but uh now he displayed it in his house yeah but like i don't i'm probably not gonna spend 200 more hours in this but i could see myself putting a lot more time into this and i'm probably going to because this is coming out november 5th yeah and justin happy home paradise dlc see they did it they're back. It's See, paid DLC. There you go. It's a sequel to the Happy Home Designer on the 3DS. And it's basically that game where you just design houses for people, but you design like whole islands for people and like whole little areas. Ugh. Thank God. Bring Task-oriented gameplay. Because let me tell I don't care what kind of new free stuff they put in the game. Until I get like specific checklist things to do, like mm-hmm. I don't know how much mm-hmm. I'm going to want to go back and like play the island as much. But like this, clear simple goals like i have a reason to decorate people's houses the way i do like it's just i i think that to me is what this game was missing 
even though it's people are getting a lot out of it and putting hours and hours and hours into it, I just like have a checklist to go off of. That is yeah. not my own list of chores. <laughs> no, one hundred percent. And I think like I don't know if, how much that's going to necessarily be fixed with this update. Uh, the, the DLC is yeah, more goal yeah, yeah, oriented, yeah, exactly. But like exactly. the update, like you know, it's you can farm now. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to farm, dude! I'm like looking at this screenshot right now. I'm like getting psyched. Um, <laughs> Because uh, it seems pretty in-depth, which is what I think this game needs is more yeah, stuff to do. More like direct things to do. And yeah. I'm always shocked with how creative people get with this and the tools that they have. Um, mm-hmm. I do hope that with this new um, designer that it gets a little bit easier to place items specifically outside in the game. Yeah, um, yeah, you're right. Uh, but that I don't know if that's going to happen. <laughs> I don't know, but I know that like... I'm like really excited about this. And again, like literally a week ago when they, when we were getting ready for this Brewster announcement, I was like, okay, like fine. I'm not getting back in and I'm back in. Damn it. (laughs) Um, it's just, it's just nice to play a game. That's good. You know what I mean? That's just generally just like very relaxing and and nice to, to play. But that is the 2.0 update and the DLC cost us, $25. $25. I've got a question for you, Justin. Yeah. Does that sound does that sound like a price you'd pay for that? Um, to be honest, I don't think I would buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had to buy it because I, I just I I mean, I have my time in there and right now with what my back catalog is, there's so many other things I would play. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that will draw me back as much, but if I mean if it's there and I can play it without having to pay $25, I'm sure I would. Now, Justin, that's kind of an option. (laughs) (laughs) I I was responding with, I was leading into that response. And I appreciate that. But unfortunately, I want to just say, like, I would pay $25, so it's hands down. Uh, (laughs) Like, not not a question. So, okay. In addition to all these announcements, these Animal Crossing-centric announcements, Nintendo was also like, all right, you know that? Nintendo Switch Online Plus Expansion Pack that we've been talking about for, you know, a month or so here that lets you play... Sega Genesis games and Nintendo 64 games select titles, obviously. Um, Well, here's the pricing. And the pricing is this. So, originally, Nintendo Switch Online for one year, for one person, cost $19.99. That's exactly how much I would pay for that. Exactly. Like that's a perfect, I think, a perfect price for that. And you get Tetris 99 and you get a bunch of, you know, uh, original Nintendo and Nintendo, uh, Super Nintendo games. Uh, I, I don't know. I know that it's it's pretty lacking their catalog and their library. In fact, I would say it's very lacking, but I still think it's it's a pretty good deal. Uh, I mean, they have most of the games you'd want to play on those systems. Like I, that's I, what I, mean. I, I would be lacking to be like, huh, I really I mean they're not going to have like some certain licensed games and stuff like that. Like cool spots, not coming to the, the home alone Nintendo switch online home alone. Probably so, not. I never beat that. Maybe first there's level. home alone too, but yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, but so yeah, it's, it's 19.99 for one year for one person or 34.99 for a family account. I personally have a family account that, um, me and Elena bought when we realized that you needed to pay money to, to do Nintendo online stuff when animal crossing initially came out and, uh, I forgot to unsubscribe. So, it's coming Still around there. a horn again. Um, but if you want this expansion pack, a lot of people have been talking like, how much is it really worth to play these Nintendo 64 games? 
Well, for a single person, it is upping from $20 to $50 per year. And then the family is upping from $35 to $80 a year. A lot of people have a lot of issues with this. Yeah. A lot of people, like people were quite mad. And right, right. Justin, we joked about this before we started recording. We're like, we watched the presentation. We're like, all right. I was so, I was excited. It's not bad. Yeah. Because again, (laughs) I I, I don't know if you said this yet, but like one of the things that was like announced was that if you get the expansion pass, you get the home home designer DLC on top. And that's the thing on top of all of this is not only do you get the Nintendo 64 games and Sega Genesis games, you also get the DLC for free. So, I heard that and I was like, hell freaking yeah. I wouldn't have probably bought this otherwise. Now I feel totally confident and comfortable going in and playing around with it. Yeah, so people are people are upset about this pricing. And and so like, okay, if you are a, a single subscriber to this, so you're paying right now $20 a, a year for this. If you want to play that DLC and you're planning on purchasing it, for an additional $5, you can play Nintendo 64 games. That's cool. I think that's... That's pretty cut and dry, a pretty good deal. Yeah. Um, the family account is tricky. For me, personally, it is not financially worth it, as there are two people on this family account, to pay $80. Although, maybe it is. Because 25 yeah, plus still 25 cheaper. is 50. Okay, yeah. So, so there you go. It's still, it's still cheaper, and I also get <laughs> the thing. And hey, if you want to hop on this family account with me, I got six slots. Okay. My squid social security it. number is. <laughs> We're gonna squid game this, you know. Whoever <laughs> wants it, you gotta you gotta prove it. Um, so it's it's interesting as to what people are so upset about. I think that if they announced these prices before they were bundling it with this Animal Crossing DLC, I would be on board with being like, you think that these games are worth thirty dollars total. I mean, like, and the, like, I think you got some of the best games that yeah. Nintendo has on there. In so, like, Sega, I, for some reason, <laughs> right? And, and like, do do I think that it's probably worth it? Uh, I, I think it could be, depending on who you are. But I, I I understand why people might see an additional thirty or an additional whatever it is for the family plan as being maybe a little bit much. If yeah, it was just I, that, I could get that. However, what has Nintendo done in the past? Like the other option was they would release a, a re-release of Ocarina of Time and that would Make be 60 20, bucks. 30, 40, 50, 60 dollars knowing on the prices and everything. It could be anything. Yeah. Um, we just bought the 3D All-Stars which has uh, a bunch of Mario games in it. Uh, that was 60 dollars, right? Or 50, 50 or 60? Something there. Yeah. Yeah, and and you can play it on, like they have a history of doing things way worse than this. <laughs> which i'll say is not necessarily a glowing endorsement for something less bad but i think that to your point like i don't know i think this is reasonable yeah as is I, I i think this is pretty reasonable i don't necessarily understand why people are so in arms up in arms about this i think that part of it boils down to the fact that we get spoiled with free stuff now and there is this like general air of entitlement entitlement yeah i'm not trying to like get on a soapbox here and talk about gamers in the gamer entitlement right now but like you look at this giant free update for animal crossing right that in itself is a lot of content that in itself is almost like could be a sequel to animal crossing you know what i mean if they're adding farming and all this other stuff that's crazy that's a lot of content but we're getting it for free and 10 years ago that would not be the case you know what I mean? I mean, that is almost, it could almost be seen as that would be paid DLC. 
If they wanted $25 for all that, I would be like, I understand. I think that's fair. But it's not. Um, and this, and fa- I, yeah. this family account thing, too, like, essentially, if you get eight people, eight of your friends together, that's $10 to get all this stuff. And yeah. people are like, well, all this stuff. Like, let me just tell you, on a very base level, that $20 you, you spend for Nintendo Online right now for the yearly plan, the cloud saves alone are worth it for you. And even if you're like, well, I'm never going to change my Switch, what if you lose it? What if he breaks? What if you, like, aren't able to get stuff off of that system again? Like, having this option to do that and, like, literally any game can be up there and uploaded to the to the the cloud like yeah. that i think that alone's worth it then you add the op playing online then you add the super nintendo and the nintendo games on there then you add the free stuff that they keep giving you like tetris 99 um the super mario was it rush or whatever 35? that was 35 whatever yeah like they, they have constantly been dripping stuff out on this that make it worth way more than what they are caught what they do this uh, what they're what they have here plus the fact that they are putting this expansion pack not expansion pack this uh, dlc for animal crossing free on here that to me not that they're going to do this this opens the door that when they start having expansion packs to their first party games if you have the expansion pass you can get the expansion pack for your game on top of all of that stuff like I know, again, this is a, only one game, but on one game, they do this once a year for one of their biggest tentpole games. It becomes that much more worth it for you to do this. And yeah. then people are like, well, you don't own it forever. Well, I mean, I'm sorry. I haven't played Animal Crossing in about a year. Uh, so I haven't missed out on, you know, <laughs> right. like like this. Kind of, like, it just... I, I think I get mad at this when I look at some of the other things that you have to pay for per month and how much money you spend for other things yeah Um, break it down break it down i know we have it right here so let's start off with the playstation online stuff to get your playstation what do they call that uh so it's ps plus yeah ps plus to get ps plus it's 60 dollars a year okay so it's still cheaper to get the nintendo switch online stuff plus the expansion pack you get that library of stuff um yeah you don't get the free games that you get but let's be honest a lot of the games that i at least i have on the on the playstation plus uh, they're not the go-to games for me. There might be stuff that I put in my back catalog. It's, it's a, it's like a toss-up. Yeah, exactly. You know like I mean? there's some good, some bad. I think the the uh, having the um, games on your PS5. What do they call that? The collection. That's the PS Plus collection. Yeah, I think that's cool. That's awesome. That's, that's, that's good really value. Good deal. That's yeah, good deal, guys. Um, so that's sixty dollars. PlayStation Now is an additional sixty dollars a year if you want to do that, which gives yeah. you. Um, a bunch of games that I think are, are are range from okay to good to fine. You know, like there's there's a l- bunch yeah. of different games in there. I think it's a good value personally, and I think more people should do PS now. I don't know if I have the time to do that, but I think there's still good yeah. stuff on there. Um, so that would be $120 to get the PlayStation Plus and PS Now, or 60 for each, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. Then Game Pass Ultimate, or I guess Game Pass. I'll use Game Pass Ultimate because that's what I pay. It's fifteen dollars a month. Do you know how much that adds up to in a year? I was shocked when I saw it because I'm not good at math. It's one hundred and seventy nine eighty eight for a year of Game Pass Ultimate, and even if it's ten dollars for I think just regular Game Pass, not the Ultimate one, just for your yeah. Xbox, um, so that, that would still be one hundred twenty bucks, right? Yeah. And I get it. I'm not trying to compare the fact that you're getting uh, a. N64 game to comparing the <laughs> right. fact that you could play Halo Infinite uh, campaign when it comes out like on 
Game Pass or Psychonauts or whatever. I'm not saying that they're the same thing, but a lot of the, I think a lot of the people's rage around these companies charging for these online things, but also the rage about when, when they make video games $70 and the rage about all this price stuff. I get like it's a lot of money and it's an expensive thing, but video games are an expensive industry to make and to make games in. And video games are expensive. And we always talk about finding ways to support companies. And I, let me tell you, like, I don't think this is the worst thing in the world. No. This is... I, I would agree. Yeah, maybe if you're just looking at it, it's thirty dollars a year more to to or a year more to play your N sixty four games that can look bad, um, but just get the family. It's ten dollars. There's I mean there's there's so many like buts in this that make it so much more than just thirty dollars more. Um, that I, I mean I don't even think Nintendo botched the marketing of this personally. They waited no. until they could g- get that extra value of Animal Crossing on there. Had they announced right off the bat hey this is gonna cost you know fifty dollars or or eighty dollars it would have been like there would have been blood like right, and, and, right. and i think th- not that these are necessarily the same thing but i think the fact that people get so mad about this stuff is kind of connected to how people are treating blue box game studios yeah people just get so mad and and think that like i don't know they can tweet whatever and say whatever horrible stuff and and that there are not human beings on the other end of these sorts of decisions that might that they might just not agree with you know what i mean at the end of the day you can buy this or you don't have to like there it is a choice and and if you are perfectly satisfied with the switch online service that you're getting right now you don't need to buy this no you don't it's extra it, it, yeah it is it is extra just like but getting my switch oled on the thing that was an extra purchase yeah you don't need to nintendo's not being like you're gonna have a worse experience in this world if you don't get oled you're not gonna be able to do stuff that's still a reason why this is a side note here why i really don't believe they're gonna have another version of the switch that is better it's gonna be the switch too or it's gonna be the next version of the switch Mm -hmm. because i do think that's gonna create a rift that is going to uh, make game development harder for the switch than i think they want and i think they're already running into that kind of stuff but i i mean people say Nintendo's going to Nintendo. Well, Nintendo fans are going to Nintendo and, and buy it anyway. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> right, sure. <laughs> and maybe they'll complain, but they keep doing it. So, like, if you really are upset by this, don't buy it. Period. Right, and that's, at the end of the day, you do not have to buy this. But, yeah, I, I was I was surprised by the outrage. I was definitely surprised by the outrage. Yep. And, um, yeah, like I said, we were... <laughs> Got I'm so happy. Like, like, all right, let's hear good. the Animal Crossing music again. It's just like, oh, what a peaceful place I'm in. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, man, why would the Nintendo yeah. do this? And I'm like, well, what did they do? <laughs> you know? And then I just realized, like, uh, oh, it's just the price of the online. People are going to be mad. Um, yeah, I... Yeah. And I also think, like, if, Nin- if Nintendo was already charging 60... Like, I, it would be... If they were charging $60 in the way that uh, PlayStation Plus costs $60, or I think Ga- Xbox Gold costs $60 a year, or maybe it did, or I don't remember. You know, I don't know why people, that, still that uh, people were mad about Gold. Remember that when they were canceling that? Yeah. Same. D- why would you get Gold when you have Game Pass? I, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know what you're trying to say. What I'm trying to say is, like, I, I already think that they are at a pretty good deal, and when you compare it to these other services that we already pay for, yeah, it's more money, and, like, Hey, it's been it's been a year, 
for all of us yeah. <laughs> and money is is tight i'm gonna say all around but um i do not think that this is a horrific deal in terms of what nintendo is offering with it and, so. and i think what what a what a provider can do is provide options for people yeah and nintendo has provided two options you have yes. the 20 dollar versus the 50 dollar you can choose yeah. like what is best for you and your budget um uh, that's cool yeah there are no options for PlayStation or or I mean there are some options with Xbox in terms of like Game Pass, Game Pass Ultimate and Games with Gold. But like it, it is it is not as budget friendly as Nintendo saying 20 bucks for a whole year, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. So it goes. Justin, we're at the end of this show. You got anything else to add before we wrap it all up? Um what was I going to say? Oh, uh, too many things on Switch right now. I want to spend speaking of nintendo and throwing money at nintendo just going through that e-shop oh my goodness like i'm like i'm quickly running out of time in the year to play a bunch of stuff i want to play all right uh, real quick so i'm going on this vacation uh but the next time you and i speak in podcast form sorry we're probably gonna talk in between that the next time you and i speak in podcast form i will have been to california and i will have been back Ooh. is disco elysium the game i should be playing on the switch i mean that's what i'm gonna be playing that's on my list of things that i want to play okay i think that but could like, be fun but uh, in terms of like what else is on the switch i was looking at there's this visual novel that is the best reviewed game of the year it's called the house of fata morgana <laughs> we've talked about that a couple we did. times we talked about <laughs> it and i was like yeah i'll check this out and like it looked kind of cool and it was 40 dollars, and i was kind of like that seems like a lot. Well, how long is it to beat? Thirty nine hours to to beat this. Oh my! And I was like, well, a surely visual that's an novel. Error. It's like a. I was book. like, surely that's an error. And everyone reviewing it's like, this is a full length visual novel. And I was like, oh yeah, it's uh, second word novel. <laughs> like yeah, it's it's a novel. Um, but I, I think I'm gonna go with Disco Elysium. But which is probably sure also House forty of hours Fata, of reading. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure House of Fate and Morgana is pretty good, but. Yeah, yeah, there's a ton, ton of good stuff to play on it. Um, so I'm, and I still want to get Super Monkey Balls. Yeah, we, I, I was interested in that, but I don't think that'll do my tummy very good on a plane. Um, <laughs> Personally, I, even reading on a plane won't do well. So Disco Elysium or uh, Fate of Morgana would probably do me well because I get a little bit of that motion sicky. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'll, I'll report back and let you know next week. Next week, we're talking about Halloween video games. Ooh. It's going to be our our second ever last time we talked about Doki Doki Literature Club, I think. Or maybe yeah. not. I, I, we talked about it, it October at some point. for sure. Yeah. Want to yeah. play it again? Uh, It's on Switch. Play that on the plane. Doki Doki Plus. Um, I'm okay. I think I've, a third playthrough of that would probably end you. <laughs> yeah, I've had my film. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway. Hey, thanks so much for listening. We, as always, really appreciate it. If you... Uh, want to follow us on twitter we're at hitbox pod you can send us a dm or tweet at us uh, let us know what you think of this episode if you if you have any thoughts about the animal crossing direct the nintendo switch online plus expansion pass hey i'm uh, expansion pack excuse me i'm willing to hear the other side of people who think it's too much i'm willing to hear it let us know i'm curious um, Yeah, and again thought, again i'm not hey if you feel the way you feel that's the way you feel that's yeah, to- that's, entitled that's, to that. that's 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 all you. good yeah, but uh, or if you thought have any thoughts about Metroid Dread, Back for Blood, Deathloop, even we would love to hear them either on Twitter there at again Hitbox Pod or you can send us an email at hitboxofficialpodcast at gmail.com. You're likely listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or perhaps another uh, pod 
cast provider pod service there's actually someone in in my room right now listening that's Uh, he's he's saying it verbatim yeah Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, (laughs) well you can you can give us a follow wherever that is uh that would be great you could also leave us a review on itunes or apple Podcasts or whatever it's called that would be awesome and if you truly wanted to uh help us out you could share this show with a friend because we do we do appreciate that uh anything else i know you said your your thoughts at the end here but anything else yeah i've been playing this game it's probably gonna be on a lot of people's game of the year uh this oh. year it's called uh death loop have you heard of that little indie game you know justin it's weird you're saying this and i feel like i'm in a loop of my own <laughs> see, what I, see what i did there see what i did there i do <laughs> i do see what you did there hey thanks for so much for listening one more time and uh always remember old games are old catch you next time bye bye I'll stop recording. <laughs> <laughs>